Hey, listeners, today on the podcast, we have Spencer Jan. He is the founder of Solo Stove, a $2 billion e-com business. And we talk about the hardest phase of building the $2 billion business. I think for you entrepreneurs out there, you're going to realize how similar this phase will seem to probably what you've gone through in the early days of your business. If you're just starting out, you're experiencing it now. If you've been around, you know, two, three, four years or so, you're probably experiencing a very similar phase to what Spencer talks about. And it's very relatable to see that even if you go and build a multi-billion dollar brand and company, it's very relatable and very great to see that Spencer started out just like most all of us do. Let's hop into it with Spencer Jan. Roughly 11 years or so that you were with or building Solo Stove. Could you break those years down into chapters, different phases of the business? Yeah. And what would you title each chapter? Yeah. The first, you know, I think I could probably break it down into three, three chapters. I mean, three real chunks. And the first years from call it 2000 and 2009, 2000, 2010, all the way up to 2016 those six years was, you know, what would I title it? I title it duct tape and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's because we, yeah, I like that. I just, you have a friend who, who sold a company just recently and he just, he just turned 40 as well. And he said, I was like, what, what do you remember of your thirties? And he was like, man, I was just treading water for my entire thirties yeah. and now I'm I okay. Believe. But right. So that kind of sounds like duct tape and dreams. Yeah. I mean, when you build a business, especially at the beginning phases of it, at least I was, I was very embarrassed Mm -hmm. of what I was doing because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying. I just knew that nobody could tell me that my goal of attaining freedom was stupid. I knew that wasn't stupid. I knew that was very, very uh, in line with my values and something that I really, really wanted. And so nobody could tell me that. And, And so it was a matter of, I'm doing everything I know possible to get there. And yes, it doesn't look like anything anybody would give praise for. Mm-hmm. It, it was very messy. It was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of, I don't know, but I'm just going to try it. And if I look stupid, so what? And as we started to gain traction and build and start to sell things, you know, we didn't, we didn't even do our books. We didn't have bookkeeping for the first like few years of our company. Cause I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like back then I didn't even know what bookkeeping was. I have yeah. a liberal arts degree. I never took an accounting class in my life. And while I've heard the term and I, and I kind of knew what it was, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do it. So uh-huh. I do know that if I have enough money in my bank account, I'm not going to die. So let's just whatever we have in the bank account, I can deal with that. Like I've, I, I know how to kind of save money and, you know, I have this business I'll save for it. Like, why do I need books? Mm-hmm. And so we just do it. We would just go until we hit a pain point of like, you know, when taxes are due and I, and I had undersaved for it and suddenly I'm hit with a $400,000 IRS <laughs> bill and looking at my bank account being like, now, why do I not have that money? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, how do I not have that money? Oh, I spent it all on inventory and growth and new product. And I didn't say like, that's when you start to realize, oh, there, the bookkeeping is probably important. It's probably <laughs> good to know your profits and how much you're making. And so the beginning years are very, 
very much just go do it. Just put your head down and, and then figure out the problems when they come. And in hindsight, there was a lot of pain that was probably unnecessary, but yeah. I didn't know any better. And my brother didn't know any better. And we just did our best. And if somebody were to look at our company at that time, they'd just be like, wow, you guys are a mess. Wow. It's held together with like tons of duct tape and you don't really know what you're doing, but you have a dream, but you had, you're so motivated to reach this goal that you're just willing to slog through it all and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then, you know, 10 steps later, lift your head up, see where you're at. And if you're heading in the right direction, put it back down and do another 10 steps and just keep trying to solve problems. And that was, that was the, those beginning years because we did a lot of selling on marketplaces like Amazon and eBay, all the platforms. Heck, we even did Sears.com when that was a thing. Wow. Yeah. When That's, we started, yeah. it was like, there was no Shopify. It was like Yahoo stores. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, there was just, there was just all this, all this opportunity for, for putting e-commerce together as it kind of rolled out through the years. But yeah, um, it was held together by a lot of duct tape and uh, a strong dream. Um, and we did that for a long time, all the way to 2016, where it was still, still just me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And we were doing millions of dollars in sales. I mean, we were probably- What, what were you doing roughly in 2016? I would say we were probably, I think we were probably somewhere in the seven, eight, uh, million, maybe close to $10 million in sales. Okay. It would fluctuate, but profit wise, we were, we were raking in millions of, of dollars of profit mm -hmm. and we were doing really, really well. And solo was starting to grow legs as well. And this wasn't just solo. This was like a myriad of products. In fact, solo probably made up a small minority of all that we were doing. Okay. Um, and we were heavily selling on the marketplaces like Amazon in 2016, we realized that our dream of freedom and time was fading quickly because while it was in, it was this inverse relationship with a six, quote unquote successful business, the better our business did, the less time we had to do, we had for ourselves. Right. And so it's yeah. like, well, duh, you know, if your business is going to grow and you can't figure out how to scale it and automate it, you're actually going to create the thing you didn't want. And that's what was happening. And so we got to 2016, we said, we're doing great financially. We're making tons of money. And, but the problem was, we didn't, you know, we were like, this is what, we don't want this thing. Mm -hmm. We never wanted to set up, you know, this company that did that well. And we kind of were a victim of our own success in that, in that sense. And so we tried to sell it. So in 2016, we made the decision, we don't want this anymore. It makes a ton of money. It's going great. There's tons of opportunity. It's exciting, you know, for what it for what it is as a business. But this greater goal of time and freedom is just fleeting, and we want we want to go chase that. And so we were willing to let it let it go or sell it, and then go try to start another business and and do a better job at kind of protecting our time and creating this lifestyle company. You know, the the Tim Ferriss kind of the the four hour work week sort of idea, which. Yeah. I'll tell you is is harder is harder to do than than you would yes. think because oh, yeah. you have to kind of stop you know wanting to make more money and say I just want you know it's it's a hard balance to create which is so hard for six, most everybody to to for sure to comprehend and do. All right, guys, there you have it. The first six years of Spencer building solo stove he titled Duct Tape and Dreams, and I'm sure some of you guys could really relate to that. I know I can. 
Duct Tape and Dreams is an early phase for so many of us entrepreneurs. We have a dream. We think, we hope, we know we're on the right path. We just keep working and working and putting some duct tape on this thing and making it work and going and going and going. Then we hit six figures and then hopefully seven figures and even seven figures sometimes is really rough. We don't know what we're doing. We need, still need lots of duct tape. We just keep going and going and going. And we all hope, I think subconsciously in, this mind, in the back of our minds, we have this great exit and then we don't have to worry about duct tape and dreams anymore. Sometimes that works out, sometimes that doesn't. But something that was really key here, and I think we all should take this to heart, is that Spencer was embarrassed about what he was doing. This guy that started a company that turned into a $2 billion business he was embarrassed when he started out about what he was doing and for quite a few years after he started doing it. He knew it wasn't stupid and did anything possible to make sure that he was successful, but he was still kind of embarrassed. So that's something to think about. Do you feel embarrassment about what you're doing? And just know if you do, that's okay. Because I would say most of the other entrepreneurs out there, they do too, myself included. So keep at it, you guys. Roll out that duct tape, slap it up, and keep that business going until you hit success. If you want to hear how Spencer scaled this company in the full interview, it's episode number 552, Building a $2 billion e-com business with Spencer Jan. I recommend checking it out. If you like what you're hearing and you want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode, guys. Bye.